network, network, network. But there's a difference in just networking versus trying to add value. So just do that, understand the difference between the two. You have to network and, but come with the mindset that you are there to add value to the Ohana. And what is unique that you are bringing in? And why will people come and ask you for help? And that, once you are there, once your mindset is there, you will be successful. What's up, everyone? This is Ankit from Forcepreneur.com, and you're listening to the Forcepreneur Podcast. On this show, I talk to the founders of profitable Salesforce companies and try to get a sense of what it is to be an entrepreneur in Salesforce Cosmos. How did it all start and how was the journey until now? How do they make decisions both in professional and personal life? Our goal here is to learn from their examples so that the rest of us can go on and build our own profitable Salesforce businesses. My guest today is a serial entrepreneur and this is her fifth venture. She's the founder and CEO of Mom Relaunch Hello, Rina. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Ankit. How are you? I'm doing great as well. Thank you so much for getting up so early and yeah, for agreeing to come on my show. I'm really honored to have you and you're one of my first guests. So thank you again for coming to a show that nobody knows about yet. Oh, I appreciate it. And uh, waking up early has been in my, that's what I've been doing. So actually waking up and taking this call at six o'clock is actually pretty late for me. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll come to that real quick. So, yeah, as I said, you're a serial entrepreneur and I believe you're a great inspiration to women out there. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what were the ventures that you founded and how did you come in touch with Salesforce? Wow. So I have a very interesting long journey with Salesforce. I was working as a chief technical architect in a company or a startup company. And that company was bought by uh, a big company, uh, a publishing company, and they let my position go. And at that time, I decided to come back as an independent con- contractor when they called me back within a month. And I just had my baby. So I generally, when people take break, I took a completely different direction of starting a company and I became a consultant. I saw an opportunity to create and add more people. So I'd converted my own consulting company as a IT staffing company. And that was in 2002, I started. And and while I was doing all these staffing and things, I came across Salesforce in 2005. And I have a technical background. I immediately fell in love with the platform. It was like, wow, you can add a field so easily and report out of it. My God, that was a amazing, amazing technology at that time. Otherwise, writing code everywhere. So we decided as a consulting company to specialize in Salesforce, and we became the first consulting partner of Tennessee, of Salesforce in Tennessee. As we were doing things, we started to see a need of building products. So we created multiple successful products, which we will talk around. So my history Mm -hmm. with Salesforce has been from a consulting partner to ISV partner, and now Currently, what I'm doing is a <clears throat> workforce development in, in the Salesforce ecosystem with the talent pool of returning moms. Wow, you are a forcepreneur in true sense. Nice. So, so tell us about your current enterprise, Mom Relaunch. I love the name. By the way, I also like the term Mom Plantation. So tell us, how did you come up with Mom Relaunch? What does it do? Yeah. 
So uh, as I was trying to tell you, I've been in the ecosystem. I have seen when, uh, or I have been going to Dreamforce when it was only 5,000 attendees to now it's 170,000 attendees. So it's no secret that Salesforce is a booming uh, ecosystem. And uh, one of the problem of big growing is to match up with the talent pool. And where is the talent pool? And me being in the staffing industry, I call it as a subject matter expert there, I see there's a talent drain, which is when moms take break. And now our mission is to bring those talented women back into the workforce who have amazing, uh, all wow. our moms have bachelor's degrees. They have worked in IT. Some of them they just came in and um, they just couldn't work here because of the visa issues. So we have a huge talent pool that we are now nurturing and training, giving them the work experience. And when they are ready, we bring them back into the workforce. So that's the mission of mom relaunch. Yeah. Um, you asked me about the term mom implementation. So it is one of those fun words, I would say. But the whole idea behind is we we also became a Salesforce implementation partner. We are a registered partner now for the sake of taking on projects ourselves. So while the whole IT industry do software implementations, we bring a team of moms under the leadership and guidance of mentors and industry advisors and execute projects, which is called mom implementation. Nice. So uh, mom relaunch is not just for moms, but it's, it focuses mostly moms. And they are in every, they are admins, developers, yes. architects, everything. Mm -hmm. we, wow. do, we do tend to start mostly with the admins because we feel that Salesforce admin is the first step. We call it as yeah. checkbox in your resume. You are an admin certified. Then decide, do you want to go CPQ route? Do you want to go Einstein route? Do you want to go Lightning components? Whatever you want. So we are developing that whole specialty track within Salesforce um, uh, ecosystem there. And how big is your team? What's your team size? So our team, internal team, is a bunch of volunteers. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is, uh, again, we are all working with that passion. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a... Um, company that we we call it by the moms for the moms we are using salesforce uh, as a platform so we run the entire hiring and placing and projects everything through the system of course using my own target recruit and db sync products um, which we use uh, but moms are coming and building every process of the uh, things so our bunch of core team members we call it as uh, the volunteers but they're moms who are coming in and building the system and working with the sales and all those things. So we have uh, nice. relaunched about 28 moms so far. Uh, we have we have 44 in the pipeline uh, who are actively working on our um, their experience and projects, which are all and they are some of them are already certified. So about 18 of them are already certified now, and wow. uh, we have a huge pipeline and some very strategic partnership for 2020, which we are very excited. We are like, we are targeting to train up about 20, 20 to 25 moms every month. Wow, more power to you. I think what you're doing is really, yeah, game changing. And we hear a lot about there are more jobs in the Salesforce world than the talent out there. You're doing is completely bridging the gap and you're changing many lives. Like I believe not just the moms, but they are now families, you know, and you know, family. Exactly. So you're touching it on many points. Interesting. While you're on that path, I would also like to say is like, while we are working with moms, we see their spouses, their husbands are coming and as mentors. And I just released a video of a mentor on my LinkedIn for, he just like, oh, I'm so excited that you're doing it. And he's in, um, 
coming and helping. So it's, as you said, it's not only just moms, but the families and all, they're all excited about it. And the impact it has on the kids, that's what I'm doing here. Mom, kids, when they see their moms as role models, that's, for sure. that's a huge impact. They're, for they're, sure, for sure. That, nice. And you're based in San Francisco, I believe, or? I Close to San Francisco. I live in a city called Pleasanton, and uh, but we have uh, moms all over. All right. So uh, now coming to the business side of things. So what's your customer acquisition model and how many customers do you have? So mom to launch a customer acquisition model is multiple fold. Uh, one is we like to work with the consulting partners so that we can be their pipeline rather than going and so in there. But we have also registered ourselves as a consulting partner so we can go directly outside uh, with their direct clients, which we have taken some projects. We have staffed moms there. My preference is to work with the ecosystem because, you know, Salesforce is all about Rohana. Yeah. And we, the, our partnership is with some of the staffing companies and um, working with them to help play. So we personally feel that our, our strength is in nurturing the moms. We mm-hmm. feel that we have done a great job. We have worked out a process that that it was really streamlined well and moms are feeling comfortable in that process. Mm-hmm. Now the outlet is direct clients taking on their projects or staffing their projects and working with the consulting partners in the ecosystem, which we are pretty lucky to have that kind of outlet. So that's that's how we do that. Really interesting. So uh, would you, so you work on different customers depending upon what the current client have. And um, so it's more a churning business and you don't have like this fixed customers. No, it is a fixed, it, it can be a fixed customer. It could be churning because it, it ultimately, if you think about it, Mom Relaunch has become at, at the last step of our process, a staffing and consulting company. All right. So you can have a long-term project, you can have a short-term project, you can have repetitive clients. When anything we have is, uh, we have a client who is, or a mom who is going project to project also. Oh. So it's nothing different when it comes down to revenue and uh, uh, actual um, business model on that. We have a way to also uh, do placement, which not many consulting companies do, um, where clients can hire their moms directly on their payroll. And we have been doing all that as well. Right. So interesting, if I may go a little deep on this. So how does a a 21st century mom looks like who's managing two or three projects and kids and family? This is doable. I mean, and taking yourself into the picture, I'm sure you are a mom too, right? And and you, you must be also juggling projects, meetings. How does it work? As a guy, I, I have a very different perspective on this, and I think uh, I would love to hear what how do you manage all of that? So uh, you have touched on one of the very important aspects that I teach and I uh, am really passionate about, and I call it as time management. So uh, just from my own story, you mentioned about uh, waking up early while I was running my other companies also. I, use, I literally 15, 16 years, I have woken up, anywhere between one o'clock to three o'clock every morning. And I try to finish up my days right around three to 4 p.m. when kids come back from school. So that manages, that gave me an extra buffer myself to manage it. Of course, I do meditation and art of living and all that. So help, help with the mental stuff. But that is an important aspect. Another thing that I feel that with moms, 
they are not very good in letting go of things. When I say it's like, oh, I want to do everything. And it's not possible. You have to learn to depend on someone. You have to learn to depend on somebody else to clean your house and sometimes cook your food, right? Take your kids to school. So you have to learn to build that support system. Either you outsource it, either you find friends and family. And um, one of the big aspect of Mom Relaunch that we will be hopefully working soon is build that trusted network of people that can be the support system for moms. It could be paid, it could be pro bono. Without that, it's impossible. So time management, support system, and learn to let go. Learn to let go that you cannot have, you don't do everything. There's yeah. Sometimes you have to depend on the support system. Yeah, so as an entrepreneur, I would call it the art of delegation. You know, so so you delegate stuff to your trusted people or your yeah or your coworkers. Interesting. So, uh, how has the revenue for Mom relaunch been? Are you guys doing good? Looking good? We are definitely looking good in terms of the uh, effort that we have put in and what we have targeted to achieve. So this this last year it was when we started. It was is this a viable business model? Is it doable? We agreed, yes, it is doable. This year, our whole focus has been creating a process for moms to feel comfortable and get the branding and visibility. We have done an awesome job. You'll be happy to know that we got so much visibility in Dreamforce. Our moms who were like uh, uh, competing with uh, on a student contest, which was by American Heart Association, they made it to the top list, top four, and they presented on this Dreamforce stage, uh, which is like, over 100 applications all across the uh, U.S. schools. So, wow. So lots and lots we were called on to talk about our Trailblazer story and uh, workforce development. So tons of visibility has been given. So did we achieve our target year by year? Yes. Now our next year is more focused on continue to build that whole process of training and placement. So yes, we are achieving all our targets so far. Very nice. Yeah. And I think your values are very much into place. And I think that's also one of the things people forget when starting a new company. You should know your values and why are you doing this. And I think you have your values spot on and you know what is our first goal, which is to take care of the moms. And if you have those right, business will come and the rest of the things will fall in place. Right. Well, values and values and all, you know, if you're in Salesforce for a long time, they start with V2 mom. Yeah. And that's that's what we have done and vision and values. And uh, I have the whole document ready. That's how we start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have been ingrained into that. Thanks to Mark Benjamin yeah. for putting all that in us. Yeah, V2 mom is one of those things. Like if you've been in Salesforce and you know V2 mom. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. All right. So um, I believe this is not your first venture, but... I believe this is also not your first venture in Salesforce. So the question more is around how is starting a venture different in Salesforce than, and let's say, a traditional IT company? What were your challenges? You know what? Starting a business in Salesforce gives you such a head start that you cannot ever imagine for two reasons. First, it gives you a platform. Second, it gives you an ecosystem to work with. Now, I always represent my story in a a way that I am a tiny fish riding on a big shark. So if you look into it, I have a that picture in mind when I say this. And now why the way I'm going to explain this is I built a whole applicant tracking system on Salesforce platform, competed with such big companies, 
but I never felt that I'm a small company because I had the power behind us. I never worried about, is my data safe? Is my, uh, how do I go and get business? You launch your product on App Exchange, do a little bit of marketing. You have the whole infrastructure in terms of supporting, in terms of data security, which is one of the biggest challenge that any company, small company will face when they are trying to start a SaaS company there. So Salesforce has made uh, made and paved this path so well for entrepreneurs. They do not feel small. Be a big player in the market, and you'll be surprised to hear the companies that we competed with. And Salesforce team helps, and their sales team will join hands with you. Salesforce community will be there. Salesforce technology will be there. So as a a entrepreneur and starting an IT company, you have all the basics there to start. All you need is a great idea that you can execute on and run with it. Nice. That's absolutely right. So, yeah, that was one of the questions that I had. Like, how are your relations with the local Salesforce team? Uh, people sometimes underestimate the relationships that they need to have with the account executives and, you know, the people around. So how are your relations with them? So my relationship is, again, uh, I call it as exceptional because of my history. We were in the incubation. When Salesforce was growing, they used to call partners like us to come and showcase their products because we used to go and travel in um, Toronto and Salesforce, uh, um, uh, San Francisco office, and we used to showcase as a partner. So um, now this system is so huge uh, or this ecosystem is so huge, it's difficult to get the visibility that we we received. Uh, the historical, uh, even the stuff that we got in terms of the app exchange uh, visibility, in terms of the ISV partnership, it's unbelievable uh, advantage that I personally have because of my history. But to point to, to your point in terms of why people underestimate, it's because it has become so big they don't know how to navigate. Very good. So it's not that they they don't, it's uh, the value, if they're not utilizing the value of the community and value of building relationships with, within the ecosystem, they're not doing it right. So, but the challenge is now it's difficult to navigate and it's difficult to navigate. Sometimes it, I feel I've lost myself after being so, so, so many years. So I can imagine how difficult it is for the people who are really coming in new. But, this is the powerhouse. This is the powerhouse. And if they underestimate this, you just need a little bit of direction. And um, anyone listening to your show, and if they are interested in knowing how to navigate, I'll be more than happy to help and guide them. Yes, I think that's uh, one of the things which you said is also right. Just going back to you said that you went to Dreamforce when there was 5,000 people. When was that? So how long? It was 2000. 2005 or six, something wow, like that. I wow. think 2006. That wow. was our first dream for. I just passed school then. <laughs> 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 wow. So you are a veteran in the game as well. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think what you mentioned about the network, I think networking is important. And now, again, it's 170,000 people, uh, you know, event. So how do I do that? I think what people should do is start in their small world. So let's say if I'm in Berlin or Germany, I now have a very good understanding of the German market. And now slowly, now I have a good understanding of EMEA. And then slowly through your network, you will meet some people who will, you know, hook you up with other people. And that's how 
that's how I think the networking effect will happen. Yeah. So how are your relations with the local Ohana? So not just Salesforce team, but the Salesforce people. And do you go to meetings, to trailblazer meetings? Do you host? Uh, I'm pretty sure you presented at some of them too. So tell us about that. Mm -hmm. And um, how does that contribute to your journey? You, you know, And do you find employees over there or maybe projects? So I have to be very honest with you. I work a lot virtually. And and I go to meetings and all those things. I prefer uh, working from home because of the fact of the travel and all, but I do go to strategic meetings. I do go to meetings where I feel that there's a big value of it. So like recently when they started, uh, I think Trailblazer Summit. Yeah, so Trailblazer Summit in San Francisco. That And I have an advantage after moving to from California, uh, Tennessee to California, that now I can get to a little bit more meetings personally than I used to uh, with in Tennessee. So when I was in Tennessee, we uh, I worked closely with the users group. And right now also I have started a, we call it as a virtual users group called Salesforce Women and Tech Moms. So mm -hmm. it's a moms group on Salesforce. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also started a, my local city users group. So I'm a big believer in it in starting a community and all but if you ask me do i go to all the meetings may, may not be because i i personally have created a system where i can connect a lot over the uh, over linkedin and over the uh, communities and a lot of people have started to see the value of connecting talking like what we are doing right now you and i are in berlin and mm -hmm. we are talking right now mm -hmm. right so the virtual meetings yeah. and one-on-one -on -one relationships is amazing uh, you also mm -hmm. have to figure out when you meet somebody in the networking event. And networking is an art. If, if it's mm -hmm. it's not possible for everyone, and this should be a sticker. Yeah, net, network, networking <laughs> is an art. It's believe it or not, but going to meetings and coming back with something that was beneficial not only to you but you have benefited somebody is also something that you should look for. Who can you find that you can go and help? That is that is the key turning point, and then people will turn and back come back to you. Yeah, to be a multiplier, as they say it in the Ohana, yeah. you know, you have to be a multiplier. Yeah, the T-shirts, right? That they were distributing. <laughs> yeah. the was another one. The summit. So yeah, I go to those those things. All right. So what are your top three challenges, or what have been your top three challenges running an enterprise, and how did you overcome them? So my biggest challenge, uh, in terms of um, running an enterprise and I've always been in the SMB area. So when you go to, and I have done some enterprise deals also, and I wouldn't call myself as the enterprise company, but uh, going to the bigger companies and then you go back and say, oh, you show me another 10 customers that you have, which is of our size. That is one of the challenge for SMB com companies to do that. However, some there are, there's always a first time. So companies understand that. And then, so that's one challenge I always felt like when you're selling, know who your market segment is, how you want to be prepared to talk to them and and what is your value to them right. from their perspective. So that's one, one of the challenges. Second challenge I would say is um, always managing the cash flow. Uh, I have always bootstrapped my companies. So I did never dependent or never raised money from from any company. So uh, 
And I can proudly tell you that I never, ever, ever worried about how am I going to run my next payroll. So a lot of lot of startups, they feel like, oh, I'm running short of uh, cash or oh, I'm, I'm stressing out about my payroll. But I think that if you ask me what's my proudest um, outcome or what is uh, achievement of my, it's like I, I summarize it in one line, a bootstrap entrepreneur never worried about payroll. Nice. So that means managing the cash flow has been one of the pretty, I always like literally one year in advance, I had not to worry about what, what my next year would look like. So that's the kind of man uh, challenge. It's, it's a challenging thing. Just not to, it seems easy to when I say this, but it's a challenging thing. Yeah. And of course, um, keeping the employees uh, from a ecosystem that is growing like crazy to having somebody who is believing in what you're doing in a company, a small startup is fun to work with and um, also challenging because you have to sell your vision to them. And um, we we can, my previous companies also, um, we had some lot of core people that stayed from first day onwards to uh, all the time. Um, currently, the vision that I have, like I see moms coming and say, how can I help? Like, went to Salesforce office yesterday and they said, I found some Salesforce employees coming and said, how can I help? How can I help? So selling the vision as an entrepreneur is challenging, but very rewarding when you see people come come and work with you. Nice. So I would like to dig a little bit on the second point that you mentioned where uh, you were you bootstrapped your company and uh, you were always cash flow positive. So you would say bootstrapping is the way to go. What, you never wanted to raise any venture capital. Was it not available or was it not an uh, option? Like you had this standard mindset. I never... I never tried for my previous companies because see, you don't need money for running your consulting company. You you get your client that funds your next project and next project and next project, right? So that's one thing. I kept and kept my cost also thing. On the second uh, company, Target Recruit and uh, DB Singh that we built, it was a product company that we were able to rotate some of our money from our consulting side to fund our own product. So. I personally felt that by the time I go after the uh, raising money, that it's, it's not an easy process. And I'm, I just did my first pitch for mom relaunch. And I felt like the amount of time that I'm spending in preparing and all those things, I should invest in my own business and grow it. So, <laughs> so it is a long process, but uh, the cash need was not there. Let's put it like that. So if it is not need is not there, why should I do it? But I'd love to get get some funding for uh, mom relaunch, so I might uh, look into this a little bit later, uh, as as I did for the first time yesterday. All right. So to summarize your point, um, your suggestion would be to bootstrap and grow slowly, keep your cost in check, and like you had your first consulting. But this just applies to consulting. You had your first consulting client who was starting to pay your bills, and it was there. And then you got the second client, but you had a very first stable client, and grow organically and not just like you know pumping in millions of dollars and then just getting getting like marketing department and all these departments which is unnecessary unless you have customers you know yeah so i would say that can be answered in depending on the product and services your you companies has to offer mm-hmm. right so i purposely chose an organic way because it suited my lifestyle i had two mm-hmm. kids i always say it's like i have two products at home too my, both <laughs> my son and daughter so i nice. had I had to take care of that and um, so i 
purposely kept my growth at, at the pace I can manage. Very good. That may or may not be true for everyone, um, but it worked for me, for my lifestyle. I prefer to work really hard and get the money, uh, not ask for money unless I need it, which fortunately I never had to. Uh, the reason I want to go out for mom relaunch is not only just for the money, but to get the support and for this mission. It's it's beyond just a company. It's beyond. It's a social mission. It's a it's a mission to help the economy. So the more and more people can support that, the better it is. Sweet, perfect. That's like a very good piece of advice for budding entrepreneurs like me too. Where I'm sometimes thinking I should get some raise some cash, but the other way is get the customers. They are the best investors. Exactly. And they don't ask for equity. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. So continuing on that, um, we are coming close to the end. What is your advice for the budding forcepreneurs? What are your top three tips? My three tips would be is to take advantage of the Ohana. Advantage in a good way. Not only just take an advantage, but also pay it forward. Be and help, be a multiplier. Uh, this Ohana is one of the best thing in the technology industry that I have seen. Um, True. So second thing is, don't feel that if you're a startup, don't feel like a startup because you have a power behind a billion, a multi-billion dollar company behind you. So when you feel powerful, it will show on your voice. When you go and present nice. and when you're trying to get your first enterprise client and they say, hey, how do you think you can support our growth? And they come back and say, can you scale the, your data and say, yeah, we can, because I don't have to do anything. It's the, <laughs> so feel, feel big, feel big and feel proud when you go and talk to your customers that you're not alone. You have a whole uh, big shark behind you to support you. And third thing is network, network, network. Perfect. You have, you have to learn. And I, it kind of goes back to my first point is take care of the Ohana, but there's a difference in just networking versus trying to add value. So just do that, understand the difference between the two. You have to network and, but come with the mindset that you are there to add value to the Ohana and what is unique that you are bringing in and why will people come and ask you for help? And that once you are there, once your mindset is there, you will be successful. Nice. I would love to go to a networking event with you. I think we both would be really fun over there. <laughs> I like oh I, I like I like going to networking events and talking to people and sharing information and you know and without going with the mindset of I need to get a contract here. You know, I just go yeah. and I just talk. And if you just do that, work will follow. It will if you are yeah. good enough, people will discover you and they will reach you. You know, that has been my goal so far. Good. So who are the entrepreneurs you look up to for inspiration? So, of course, everybody would say Mark Benioff because I love his, not only the fact that uh, he has um, built an amazing company, he has changed lives of many people and entrepreneurs. For like sure. And, uh, but he has a very uh, different aspect of bringing social good. And I love, love that aspect of it. Uh, I'm doing it in my own small way, but um, a, there's a lot to learn from him. But one one person I really, really admire, and um, I always talk about her, is Melinda Gates. Nice. And uh, Melinda Gates is my role model. Uh, the way they have, uh, and 
another interesting thing that i look for her is like the way she's supporting some of the initiatives in india she also supports one of the uh, schools in india which is for low income or uh, underprivileged girls i also support that so there's a bit of a connection there though it's, she doesn't even know about that but nice i that's one person i totally admire she has been very supportive of not only women but now some of the books that she has uh, she's um, written about um, women and how uh, they should be considered equal and all that it, it's it's amazing personality to work with. i hope i can work with her one day but <laughs> but uh, that's one one person i admire a lot nice that's a really nice inspiration yeah i recently finished that inside bill's brain a documentary on netflix and i i learned more about her and it's really impressive you know and she's a powerhouse in herself you know yeah. like yeah and now together they are changing the world in many different ways so yeah and again the last question was your favorite quote but i think your you should, you just coined a quote networking is an art i think that should be the quote for this episode but you can of course give another favorite quote if you have i love quotes mm-hmm. so um networking is an art is is one of the things that i personally believe it and love to get that as a quote out um, but and it's a quote by me so <laughs> you can put my name, name there but uh, one one of the things that i really people to really like people to understand is the value of time so time is a commodity you can't buy so just just something that i always teach my kids also it's like you can buy anything everything but you cannot buy time so focus and give your attention on time so value time is the quote that i i like to give okay fair enough value time is also good all right so before we uh, finish i have a surprise rapid fire game for you so there are some questions and it's like this or that okay okay so we'll start uh, are you ready yeah all right tea or coffee tea windows or mac mac gui or cli cli okay uh, ebooks or hard copy ebooks okay are you a morning person or a night person super morning person <laughs> your choice of morning routine meditation yoga jogging working out or journaling meditation yoga good uh which city do you like to travel to for business i think i would love to travel to london but uh there are other places i have i have in my list um the london came to my mind because i'm going on friday but <laughs> good luck i'll be going there in march uh favorite holiday destination I would love to say India. But okay. unfortunately I don't get go there most of the time but uh, in okay. with the family of course I go there travel for work but holiday destination I love to explore all the cities in India. Nice. As a business traveler which hotel chain is the best value for money? I don't see a right way to answer that question for two reasons because Sometimes you get good value in one of the seasons with the same <laughs> hotels but I love staying with anything that has a little bit of a local touch in it. So when right. I go to business travel I try not to stay on a typical uh, five stars uh, uh, things but if there's a local boutique hotel that I would love to stay there. All right. Last question. Yes or no? Can Google be dethroned? It depends on the power of people. 
yes or no are, is a if people decide they can if they don't then they cannot it's not google who is doing it it's people who are adopting google are doing that so maybe it's for different right. answers okay <laughs> all right thank you reena thank you so much for your time that was really fun talking to you and uh, i'm so glad that i got to speak to you there was so much interesting stuff in me do you have any closing notes for my listener where can they catch you how do they find you so i know you are on linkedin but yeah so my closing note to anyone who's listening is is to come and help with be a, be a mentor if our moms help them help spread the word you can find us at www.momrelaunch.com you can send us email at info@momrelaunch.com and be and be a support come and help us thank you thank you so much it was really nice talking to you and yeah see you sometime soon in person yeah, absolutely absolutely that's it for now folks thanks for tuning in today If you like what you heard, check out the other episodes. Please like, share and subscribe to Forcepreneur. We are available on all major platforms. If you have feedback about any episode or would like me to interview someone, please go to www.forcepreneur.com and let me know. I will get back to you as soon as I can. This is Ankit Taneja signing out. Have a nice day. Bye-bye.